0: Welcome to the Mindful You Podcast. My name is Alan Carroll, and I will be the host. For the podcast, interviewing guests who are on the mindfulness journey, guests who have experienced sometimes traumatic events in their life, and how that caused them to seek a more mindful way of, of being, a more mindful approach to the issues and the traumas and the challenges that we face every day. Donna Tashin has been on the journey for quite a while. She describes early childhood experiences which were very traumatic and how she was able to reframe those experiences in her mind's eye so that she was able to keep the cup half full rather than the cup being half empty and experiencing all that pain and suffering that comes with the half empty cup. I enjoy talking with her. She has lots of analogies and stories that very much parallel the stories and experiences that other people on the mindfulness path are experiencing, which in order to accelerate yourself on the mindfulness path, hearing what other people have done, how stillness has been incorporated, how journalism has been incorporated, how affirmism has been incorporated, how meditation has been incorporated, how yoga has been incorporated in order to accelerate us all down that mindful path. So it's with pleasure that I welcome Donna to our Mindful You podcast. Donna, welcome. Hello, welcome to the Mindful You podcast, Donna. It's exciting to have you here to share your experiences, to share your wisdom uh, with our audience. And I'd like to start by just having you introduce yourself and a little bit of your of of your background and some of your your life experiences, which which accelerated you down (laughs) the path of mindfulness.
1: Well, thank you, Alan. It is a pleasure to be here today talking with you. And um, I love these conversations where we can talk about. The difference that mindfulness and just pausing can cause in our life. Um, life sometimes feels like a hamster wheel. It's like we're just running all the time. And so that is one of my favorite topics. So it's a pleasure to be here today. I am a life mastery coach. And what my passion is, is to empower people to live vibrantly. Vibrant living is the organization that I have founded and to empower them to live vibrantly, spirit, soul, and body. And that takes pausing. That takes moments of stillness is the word I tend to use um, to discover that. Um, my background, I think, was your other question, um,
0: well, the background and well we can we can sort of dive into because you're using some words that are very, very mindful kind of words. And definitely the the pausing is obviously one of the words that I believe is is a key concept. And stillness is a more a more loftier word it's but stillness is definitely trump over pausing so stillness let's talk about the the importance of stillness first of all what is stillness to you and what is the importance of stillness in terms of of spirit soul and body
1: well if i could give a little background of how i arrived at this revelation, if you will, is one way to look at it. Great um, word.
0: Great. Uh, word. revelation.
1: I um, have always been a person serving people. So that when someone asked me as a child, what do you want to do when you grow up, I'm going to help people didn't really know what that meant, and how that would look. And the different uh, events that transpired in my life, it it doesn't always lead us on the path that we think we're going to go um and so there was uh, some difficulties in my childhood in my teenage years um that you can learn more about me on my website and podcast as well um and learning how to i was always i have this is vibrant living is a nonprofit it's my second nonprofit and i've always had the heart to help people but coming from the place of feeling driven. Um, And when you have a calling or purpose or drive to help people, coming from the place of um, push and shove and uh, accomplishment and performance is exhausting. And so that is a lot of the way I was going about helping people. I have been coaching or mentoring people for over twenty five years. So it's something that just can be in the beginning just seemed to happen. Um, and then I began to notice and do it intentionally. So about do, do what seven,
0: do what intentionally Donna
1: uh, coaching um you know, coaching from a perspective of a of a profession.
0: Okay, so you started doing it sort of like an amateur, and then you began to realize, wait a minute, I'm pretty good at this. Uh, yeah. And then so you started to look at, can I generate a cash flow and, and a living coaching other people doing something which I can love? Can you to?
1: actually do what you love and make money and have a living out of it? Wow, what a concept.
0: <laughs> I understand. That's a wonderful concept to have. <laughs>
1: Oh, and so I uh, began my coaching practice, the nonprofit organization, Vibrant Living. I started it about 10 years ago, but about seven years ago, I um, had one of those moments where I am a, a woman of faith. And what I felt like God was speaking to me was this is this statement, be still and know that I am God. And... I'm like, but how can I take, don't you see all the stuff I've got to get done? Don't you see my list? There's all of this stuff to do in all of my list. I'm a list maker, a planner, a strategist, all of those kind of things. Do you see this? And and I said, if I'm still, I feel like I'm being lazy. And I felt like I heard um, him chuckle and say, I know, but try it my way. Um, And so I began to put stillness in my calendar is what I called it because that was the word I received was stillness. Mm. Um, My coach said to me, Donna, what if the amount of stillness rest or fun that you have in your schedule would equal your income? And I'm like, well, no wonder I don't have much if that's the case. <laughs> so I begin. I'm, I'm I I chart things. I plan things. So I literally for a whole year put it in my daily calendar, and it was a struggle in the beginning to sit still. And what does that look like? And what am what am I supposed to do? And I would set a timer to do it for a certain amount of time, and I would deep breathe and do some mindfulness practices and all of the things. And then I would look at my, it's got to be 20 minutes, three minutes. What do you mean? You know, and, <laughs> and, and, understanding that it, I'm not doing it wrong because my mind wanders and learning how to make this practice. So I charted this for a whole year and my income doubled by adding stillness in my life. So learning and never mind all of the health benefits and all of the other benefits, but just charting what actually occurred when I learned to implement meditation and stillness and letting go and walks and play and having fun and all of that incorporation to me in my life has been revolutionary in the way that I approach life. And so that's my story on that. The
0: uh, The images that come to my mind when I was a, a, a child, I was watching black and white television back in the 50s. Yes. And they had a Drano commercial on the television. Mm-hmm. And the commercial showed you the underneath the sink, there's that S-pipe.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: and the s-pipe you saw on the tv screen was made of glass so you could see Mm -hmm. inside the s-pipe and right there where the s-pipe was there was this black gunk gooky stuff Mm
1: -hmm. and they
0: took the drano and the water up on top and they poured the drano in and they added the cup of water and you could see the gurgling and the other end of the gunk began to fall and disintegrate and then another piece disintegrated, then another piece disintegrate. And all of a sudden, they threw the water through the the pipe and then the the water flowed through the pipe and it just felt so good to to feel (laughs) that energy flow through. There was no barriers, no blocks, no gunk. Everything just, you could take a breath. Ah. And so stillness to me is like Drano. (laughs) And it, it just... It cleans the pipes by taking things out, not putting things in, taking things out. And when you take a thing out, you're left with no thing. And no thing is more porous than things. And so there's a flow of energy that happens when you practice stillness. And you you described it. You said, I, well, my income doubled where did that happen but my physical body began to 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 do things differently what happened with your physical body
1: um i sleeping better um and how do how do you describe peace you know it's it's something that when you're doing charts and graphs you can't quantify peace you know it's like how do you describe going from stress to Relaxed and more peaceful, even while you're busy. It doesn't mean that I didn't do work. It's doing it from, as I teach in my programs, from ease, not to get to relax. I'm doing it from that state, from that place of peace, of ease. And so learning to do that is a practice. It isn't something that, to me, is normally well, in my experience, it wasn't a normal thing that we're taught.
0: Exactly. In my experience, the the idea of not doing something when you should be doing something seems, no, I need to be doing <laughs> something. Yes. I can't be doing nothing. I have to mm-hmm. be doing something.
1: Mm-hmm. And
0: uh, when you do nothing, it's, it's sort of an empty feeling for me. And but I notice when I do nothing, my body is relaxed, and mm-hmm. when I do something, my body gets tense. So if I think, and every time I every time I think a thought, it creates a little bit of tension in my body, and every time I become still, I notice that there's no tension in my body. So I imagine, is that a similar experience that you've? When you become still, the body becomes tension-free?
1: I would say more so. But when I've learned to have what I call stillness or ease as an ongoing practice, even while I'm busy, even while I'm doing something, I can still come from ease at all times. I don't have to wait. But yes, it is heightened. It is more when I'm still.
0: Sure. How do you do your practice? How do you stay conscious enough to remember to stay at ease and not get lost in your thoughts?
1: I'm not sure how to answer that other than it is a daily practice. And now it's where I'm coming from. I don't have to... um, there are there are times when something stressful occurs, and I have to remind myself, but I don't let myself go very far down feeling stress yep. it's it I, as soon as something may happen, I take a pause. All you need is a pause. We're not talking. I have to sit still for an hour. It's just when it becomes a habit, it's your default instead of stress being your default.
0: you bet. And so, if I'm in, if I'm listening to this podcast, and Donna is talking about a, a practice that she does daily in order to keep the keep the tone there, keep keep things primed in the engine, what are examples of practices that you do on a daily basis to to make it more of a habit, uh, that automatically default to it?
1: Well, my daily practice involves prayer. Um, It involves journaling and declarations. And the journaling aspect, one of the things that I teach is to actually write down all your concerns, all of the things that concern you is the easiest way to describe it. Perhaps fears would be a stronger word, but I mean all the concerns And then I create truthful affirmations to counteract those lies. So, I'm sorry.
0: For example, what would be a situation and then the affirmism that you use to counter the situation?
1: Hmm. Um, I've got a lot. So, let me think which one I want to choose. Um. I'm not going to know what to do in this situation. If I do this new thing, this new area, I'm not going to know what to do. So that would be one. And how many of us have felt like, I don't know what I'm supposed to do. And, and then if you follow that rabbit trail, you're in a panic. <laughs> and so I I encountered that recently. And I've upgraded some things. And I'm like, well, what if I don't know what to do? And so mine is, God has given me wisdom. It's this new thing is actually already done in the future. The answers are always there. So I'm going to know exactly what to do when I know when I need to know what to do. So when the thought arises, I go back to the truth. So and and that is the habit that, it, that I intentionally write down the things that I'm concerned about. Most of us try to ignore them and pretend like they're not there rather than actually addressing them with the truth.
0: I remember a Indian mystic named Krishnamurti and he was talking about observation Mm -hmm. and he says you can't manage it If you can't see it. Mm -hmm. So if I'm trying to manage my thoughts, managing my body, managing it, somehow I have to be able to see it. Mm -hmm. And you are describing a results of practicing over a period of time. If I got it right, in which you can now see it when it appears in the movie. And then you have a choice about whether you want to pursue what you're seeing are not is that, is that accurate?
1: Yeah, Now that would be accurate. It, it one of the, uh, one of the things that I teach is creating a life by design, not by default. Right. Um, and I get to choose life or death, joy or fear. I get to choose which way, what I want my future to look like, what I want to be, not just do, because we are human beings, not human doings. And so learning to be able to choose is this, if every thought, which it is, a seed that you're planting, are you going to water it and fertilize it and give it sun Or are you going to say, no, that's not a seed, a harvest I want. So I'm not going to think I'm going to pull that seed out and replace it with the truth.
0: Absolutely. What you're saying is very, very true. Uh, And yet it requires, as you said, practice uh, to be able to, in the moment, wake up to realize what's going on and and mm-hmm. most people my observation donna they don't wake up they're in a reactive mode based mm-hmm. on their conditioning
1: mm-hmm.
0: uh, and you have achieved a state of awareness in which you can wake up and and more consciously drive the car rather than hey i i i'm not awake the car's doing automatic i can't control the car and so you become more of a victim of default mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so you're able to escape that victim and default to consciously to consciously choose uh, what wh- how you want to respond to the situation in front of you, and that's that is if, if to me that's number one. If you can <clears throat> if you can develop that ability to to witness and observe. The, the movie as it flows in front of you, uh, you're you're much more at peace physically, emotionally, stillness, and that's just absolutely great. You also mentioned prayer. Mm-hmm. I, I find that a prayer and the realization that one of the one of the sayings I love that that God cannot do for you what God cannot do through you, and so you allow yourself to to be a spokesperson for the love and the kindness, and when you then can choose what you want to say because you paused, this gave you time to think about what you want to say, and so you can choose to uh, speak in a more higher vibrational place rather than the egoic survival me mm-hmm. you attack and you're wrong because you've offended me or you've said something that that bothered me um, and being able to sail through the the rapids of life uh, and and be balanced mm-hmm. as you sail through the rapids of life is clearly something that you've achieved congratulations that's great Thank you.
1: It is important when we think about our our words. Um, I talked about declarations or affirmations. Um, you talked about that. I, I call it default. It's the pattern that my brain has been using over the past to survive. And it served us to the best of our ability at, for the period of time that that is. But when we get coaches when we're something that occurs us to cause us to want to grow, then it it's implementing new habits. And one of my analogies is if you were taking a walk through a jungle and you had your machete and you're carving a path because you've never walked that way before. But there could be a really well-worn path. It just takes you off a cliff. (laughs) And we don't want to go off the cliff. So we take our machete and we're cutting a new pathway. It's a new synapsis in our brain to default to ease, which is I'm not there a hundred percent of the time, but majority of the time I've defaulted now to ease, but it took it took that daily practice. And I'm not talking about hours even just beginning to do, I call it a 15 minute miracle It's one of the things I give away as a gift, is helping people to create that 15-minute miracle in the morning. And and it becomes where you default to saying, everything works out for me. I'm not worried about this. Somehow, it's going to turn out for good. And learning that that is actually your default. (laughs) And I've got people now who say, Donna, I want to hang out with you because it just works out. (laughs) And so, but it is, it is truth. When we begin to change what we think, what we speak, what we believe, everything changes.
0: You are it's wonderful because I'm, I'm a, for for the last two years, I've been a student of the Course of Miracles. And in the Course of Miracles, which is definitely a Christian point perspective, uh, they, they talk about the uh, the the god force they talk about the uh, the attack thoughts of the ego they talk about divine love they talk about the holy spirit and all these terms they use uh, what i what i lo- what i love about it is is that in in the in, in the religious books and i'm not a, not a student deep student of the religious books but all the religions seem to have a book uh, the quran for islam uh, the vedas for hinduism uh, the bible for christianity um, and in 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 the books the, the wisdom is there and i i was reading the 23rd psalm uh, mm-hmm. leadeth me beside the still waters and so stillness is mentioned in there um, and the whole and and the the lord's prayer uh, forgive forgive the trespasses that you do and the trespasses against you. Uh, the, the letting go of grievances uh, about what's so, uh, to say yes to what's happening in the moment of now rather than resisting and saying no to what's happening in the moment of now. Uh, and so you are a gift to be able to have achieved that level of awareness. So I want to congratulate you on your uh, on your on your coaching because most people my observation don't have that experience so they they can't coach somebody with an experience for an experience that they themselves have not experienced right so when i hear you talk you're talking from your experience which has more power to your speaking
1: yes yep.
0: and i That's love analogies true. you got any more analogies in there <laughs> analogies <are> really cool <laughs> I tell people oh, I, analogies are wonderful t- teaching tools.
1: Yeah, I love analogies and stories. If you ask me a question, I probably will come up with one. <laughs>
0: right, right. Me too. Me too. Ask me to give you an analogy. I, you know, but ask
1: yeah.
0: me. <laughs> ask me a question, and all of a sudden, I, yeah. I have stories. I have <laughs> Give stories. me
1: some, some. Give me some parameters to go with. This. Sure, so, yeah. sure, sure, sure. <clears throat>
0: Well, let's uh, let, let's talk a little bit about the uh, the the prayer piece. Mm-hmm. And so, the prayer piece is is how would you describe the the prayer component to your to your? Is it part of the fifteen minute miracles in the morning, or is that separate?
1: Yes, it's part of the fifteen minute miracle for me. Um, And in um, to me, without God involved, you know, it doesn't work for me. But yes, and mine isn't 15 minutes anymore. (laughs) Mine is longer than that. (laughs) But that's a starting place for people is to do 15 minutes Um, because we do 15 minutes of useless social media scrolling every morning. (laughs) We can do something that will actually change your life. So, um, but the prayer piece is different. It is a relationship. I am not about religion. I am about a relationship with God. and without uh, God in my life, I wouldn't be living today. and that is a very true statement. Um so learning that it is is if, One of the images I'll paint for you is you're sitting on the couch with your, I have tea, you may have coffee. And if God was sitting beside you, what is some things you would talk about? Or if you were going for a walk with a friend, what are some things you would talk about? So it involves talking about things in life, but it has also a component of praise, of um, thankfulness and gratitude. All of that's in the picture.
0: Praise, Uh, gratitude. Uh, Why is it difficult for the ego? If we can can throw the ego into our conversation, why is it difficult for that ego identity to praise and do gratitude to the world it, it finds itself in?
1: I don't know if I have an answer to that because it's always been a part of me. Um, So it hasn't ever been a struggle for me to be grateful or to have praise to God. Uh, Um, So I'm not sure I'm a good one to answer that question.
0: The the idea would be that uh, you are watching life's like watching the movies. Mm -hmm. There's an analogy. Life is like watching the movies. And when you watch the movie, there are things in the movie you like, and there's things in a movie you don't like. Mm -hmm. The things that you don't like, they shouldn't be in the movie. That's, that's, I don't don't want those. That's a bad thing to have in my movie. That's a good thing. I I like that. We'll keep that in my movie. Mm -hmm. Uh, And so what happens is that you suffer the things that are, that you've put your attention on that are negative seeds. You grow or you're growing negative seeds in your reality Mm -hmm. uh, and you're suffering the, 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 the bitterness of, of the fruit. Mm -hmm. And so when you can uh, uh, be, be conscious of where you put your attention. uh, And as you said, which I thought was, Right on the money that you put your attention on, on the, I'll call them the seeds of light, uh, the mm-hmm. seeds of love. Uh, and when you can choose to put your consciousness, all of a sudden you have more of a lovingness a- around you. Um, and I, and I understand, I'm pretty sure I understand your comment about uh, it, it, it's where you come from, the, that, that stillness, that. Godness, that relationship, that peacefulness, is where you come from. In the actions that you're taking in the moment, so mm-hmm. sort of the the intention behind the action is comes from that peaceful, loving, caring of a place, mm-hmm. and that's 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 wonderful. That's wonderful coaching to give people.
1: When I'm coming from the place where, if you took my parking place, that's pretty mild. Or if you stole something, or if you, I feel like you've taken something from me. Betrayal, or all of those negative kind of things that we can feel. If I feel that you have the power to take something from me, then I stay in resentment, anger, unforgiveness. But if I believe that all things work together for good and you don't have the power to take something from me, that when I face difficult times, I can look past it instead of just at it. Does that make sense?
0: Oh, it's lovely. It's just, uh, you're not getting hooked. uh, Yeah.
1: To give you some context, I am not just talking about this philosophically When uh, just to give you a little context, when I was 14, I became pregnant and it wasn't consensual. So there is more graphics that I could share, but that in itself shares a lot of. So I I walk this out. This isn't something that I'm just saying, oh, everything's been lovely in my life. Right. Um, There's been some major trauma that have occurred over my lifetime and learning. And so from a very young age, that's why I'm. you were talking about the ego from a very young age. It was my relationship with God that pulled me through. And the word was all things will work together for your good. Mm. Now in the middle of all of that, I've lost high school. I've lost friends. This is, I've been isolated and hidden with shame and embarrassment and anger and Self hatred and loathing, and all of those things were part of what a teenager feels intense emotions. And so, all of that was going on. And that was my word that this will work for your good. And it has over and over and over again. But there was some pain. Would I want to go through that years again? Absolutely not. It was awful. But I looked past it to my future, as opposed to staying in it. Um, One of the statements I said as a little girl, as that little teenage girl is, I'm going to prove them all wrong. I don't know how. I got red hair and a bit of sass, but you know, (laughs) I'm going to prove them all wrong. So I'm not philosophically talking about this. This is things that I help people through trauma, how to go from stress and baggage to luggage so that you can live vibrantly is something I've walked out and helped people do countless people over my 25 years
0: I like the baggage to luggage piece that's nice that's <laughs> nice I'm writing these things down all right so I'm 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 interested in knowing more about what you offer because I have a lot of stress or issues or traumas in my life. And I'd love to get past them. How do I reach out to you, Donna, and, and connect with you?
1: The easiest way is my website. Of course, I am on social media, and my name is unusual, so that would be easy to find. Um, but my Go ahead and
0: pronounce my... your name for everybody.
1: It is Tashgen. Donna Tashgen. Tashgen. Mm-hmm. Tashgen, okay. And my website is the letter I vibrantliving.com. Um, one of the things I'd like to mention is I have two free workshops that have instant access available. One is called Life by Design, Not by Default. And I share in that, in that workshop six gifts, six superpowers that we possess that we're probably not aware. And when we're not aware, we're using them to harm ourselves rather than help ourselves. So that is available and I also have one called turn your baggage into luggage if that might be something that people are going through. Both of those are available and they're for free on my website.
0: Donna, you are you are a gift. Thank thank you very much for the outpouring of love and compassion that you have for people and your support of other people and the patience that you have uh, to to sail on the ship and not let it get capsized and being able to maintain a stability as you move through life it's been a pleasure having you as a guest on the mindful you podcast and i really enjoyed hearing someone who has who has experienced the the traumas and has figured out a strategy to i'll use the word trump the trauma uh, <laughs> so so you win You you win rather than lose. Uh, And so that's that's a wonderful gift. So thank you very much for being, being a guest on the podcast today, Donna. Thank you.
1: It's my pleasure. Thank you.
0: Thank you for listening. And please catch us on the next great episode of the Mindful You podcast. And please share us with your friends and fellow travelers on the path.